Hello, world. It's not another time. There'll be no swearing on in this intro. It's because Secrets is not here. So please bear with me. It's the holiday weekend, Thanksgiving season, and Chris has left me for other people to enjoy turkey and stuffing with. It's a yearly tradition he likes to honor, and I like to cry over. But what are you going to do? I'm just all alone in this big, cold city. Chris is off somewhere in big sky country, probably shooting his own turkey. But he'll call in, I hope. He says he will. But you know, he's such a smooth-talking son of a bitch that who knows what'll happen. I'm hearing music playing somewhere. I think it's coming from next door. It's definitely not coming from here. Um, what do we got for today? We got sports, sports, and more sports. Maybe a little turkey duck. Chris is going to call in, this, in the second half. We're going to do the picks. Week 12. It was a little rough this past week. We didn't have a great week. But hopefully we can rebound. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving. I think a lot of people are, but I got some questions about it. Some things that I am a little concerned with going forward. First of all, why is there why is there radio stations playing Christmas music already? The weekend before Thanksgiving is happening, and there are it's already over all over the airways. I don't like it. I hate it. I can't stand it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I like Christmas music. I love Christmas. But I also love Thanksgiving. And if Christmas was here, I think he would say the same thing. But keep the two separate. Don't overlap them. Thanksgiving is, Thanksgiving is supposed to be a wonderful day. Celebrate with family. Or not family. I'm a big proponent of celebrating with friends as well. If you don't have family to go to or you don't want to go with your family, fine. When I first moved to New York, we had a wonderful time here with a whole bunch of friends. We'd all get together, you know, help cook different things, provide food for each other. Someone would host. It was, it was really nice. It was a really nice time. I really enjoyed it. That was great. So if you don't want to go home, if you don't have family, some people would probably rather not go home to family. I get it and I understand that. But please don't. Don't sort of take away from this holiday a little bit by just overlapping it with Christmas. It has become... It's become this bastard child of Christmas, basically. Right? I mean, it's just getting... It's just getting... It, it seems like it's the only point of it now is just to be a gateway for Christmas. I think some stores had it even before... Halloween. I think there was like 
Christmas themes in stores before Halloween even. They were, you, were, you know, already stocking the shelves with that crap. I mean, just wait, you know, one day, two days? I mean, it's gotten to the point now where the other problem I have with this is that there's Black Friday, but except for it's on Thursday. Why are you still calling it Black Friday then? I'm all for the big sales, Black Friday, huge discounts, big deals, finding presents and whatever, gifts. That's how I bought my new TV and I love it. And my wife loves it. She wasn't, she was a little hesitant at first, but we got such a good deal on one because of Black Friday. She's in love with that television now. But don't, now it's, ugh. Thanksgiving, I mean, this whole thing, Thanksgiving day, 6 p.m., I just saw a commercial for Walmart. Doors are open at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving for a Black Friday sale. This isn't, it's not, it's not Friday. Why are you still using the same stupid marketing name? Come up with something else. Come up with something better. Call it, get, away, get out of the house sale. Get away from your family sale. Because that's the only thing I can see people would rather do now is they'd rather go shopping. Which is actually really just pushing and fighting and trampling people to death. Close. It, just to get the best deals out there instead of staying home and enjoying a meal with, fa with family or friends. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. It makes me sad. I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad that that's what these, that's what basically Thanksgiving has just, it's just getting stepped on here. Ooh, got the jams going through the wall here. Mmm, a little R&B there. I like it. Makes me want to, mmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's my high horse in Thanksgiving. There's not really much else to go on to it. I, I just I enjoy the I enjoy the thing enough, the holiday, the event itself enough, that I just I just want it to be its own day, and I don't want it to be just a footnote basically now to everything else that's sort of wrong with Christmas actually, right? Like we're taken away from one holiday just to please ourselves with with stupidity, with buying things basically. Like it's it's getting. I mean, at this point, within another couple of years, I mean, are we gonna? Is it just gonna be Black Wednesday and Tuesday? Are we not even gonna have basically Thanksgiving now? It's gonna be like a brunch, which actually isn't maybe the worst idea. I like a good brunch. I'm not a millennial, but I do like a good brunch. Nice avocado toast. Maybe one of those uh, one of those eggs over avocado toast. Anyway, Thanksgiving. I'm happy for it this week. Um, why not? It's good food. It's good times. We're going to get to the little sports. Hmm, man. I think they're jamming some Anthony Hamilton over there. And I'm really digging it. Underrated R&B dude. Current, present. Guy can sing. I got some jams. All right. Anyway, let's get to the sports talk here. That's what we're here for. Chris, Chris has been on 
on this Case Keenum bandwagon. And I gotta say, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm grabbing a hold of the back railing there. And I'm thinking about pulling myself up onto it. Because, I mean, the guy, I picked the, I picked the Vikings to beat the Rams yesterday. So it's not like it was a big, like, thing for me. But he's still, he's playing well enough. He's not creating turnovers. I, I still have this kind of, you know, he's going to come back to earth here a little bit. You know, this happens every once in a while. You know, Tannehill, I guess, maybe had a good season there. Whatever. Brian Hoyer maybe had a good season here or there. That's why he keeps getting contracts. Cutler still has a arm. He's getting con- you know, like they bring they bring him back. I and I know there's plenty of other quarterbacks out there in the last couple of years, even that have gotten paid off of off of. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, is an obvious one too. Anybody who basically tries to wants to be employed by Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans the last couple of years. It's just there's something about him though, like. It, they they got a good enough defense and this and a good enough running game and their offensive line is protecting. And I, and I guess that's the difference from last year, of of Bradford not being you know kind of imploding, and and you know we were on this talk of of Sam Bradford being MVP candidate last year. Well, Case Keenum's in this, and that's exactly what Chris texted me the other day. He's like, Case Keenum MVP. And as, as much as I want to disagree with him on it. He's right. He sh- he should be up there. I think at least he should be noted. You know, he should be in the top five at least. If no, not the top three, maybe you can make an argument for. The guy's doing. He's holding his own. He's doing well. He's not screwing it up. And I and I think that's something. Then that has to be something for this team. And so I started. I started thinking about it more. And that this sh- the other thing that hold this is like maybe he wasn't. He's a little underappreciated. In the last couple of years, because he played for Jeff Fisher's Rams the last two years, and so maybe he wasn't—he's never—he's never been that bad, you know. He actually has, you know, some good qualities. Maybe I don't know what they are. I—I'm I, not. When I watch him play, sometimes I'm just going, "Okay, yeah, sure, he makes—he makes good passes." Sometimes he seems to force it, and his wide receivers catches him. I think that's another thing that's helping him out a little bit is the wide receivers are catching balls that maybe most times they would either drop or get intercepted. If you look at Oakland. Case in point, David Carr, his wide receivers, wide receivers are dropping everything. But there's a couple things I found out today when I was doing some. Case Keenum is also 29 years old. He's going to be 30 in February. Like there, there's just a there's a few little quirks and things that I noticed there coming through, which I thought were interesting with Case Keenum. Mike Lennon got a three-year, 45 million dollar contract for the Chicago Bears. I'd rather have Case Keenum right now, right? Obviously. Brian Hoyer got two years, $12 million from San Francisco. They cut him. Jay Cutler got one year, $10 million. And that's, I mean, that's, come on, stop it. Stop it. But that, I mean, that's sort of after the fact because Case Keenum signed as a backup for two, he signed for $2 million for Minnesota this season. One year, $2 million. That guy's going to get paid next year. And unfortunately, it's going to be someone who's going to pay him a lot of money, and he's probably not going to be as good because it's not going to be as good of a team. Or maybe Minnesota re-signs him because who else do they got? Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. I think they. I, I don't think they pick, picked up his contract for next season 
with that whole thing that the NFL does with like fifth-year options or whatever, they would have had to pay him an extraordinary amount of money for it. So they could bring him back on a lesser deal, but that doesn't guarantee him the job either. We don't know how, how good he is. Was he even that good before he got injured? I don't know. Maybe. He was okay. He wasn't great. I wasn't thoroughly impressed with Teddy B. But it brings up a couple other things. I started looking into him. And this actually happened a couple weeks ago. Started this process of looking at quarterbacks who are a little older in age and starts uh, playing for teams. It was basically because Jimmy Garoppolo was traded to San Francisco. And that that kind of got me thinking. But I think Case Keenum might be the perfect another perfect example here, case in point, of of quarterbacks who are 26 years or older kind of getting their first shot and start uh, like a legitimate chance of, of leading that team and in that organization. Ones that have been um, that I, I found, I mean, Kurt Warner is probably the he's the pinnacle there, right? I mean, he came out of nowhere, blah, 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 blah. He started when he was 28 years old, eventually won a Super Bowl. There's a couple others down the line. Matt Schaub, Jake DeLome, who was drafted by the Saints but didn't play for a few years, went to NFL Europe and then came back and started shining for Carolina, basically. Warren Moon, Trent Green, Tony Romo was an undrafted quarterback. Got a shot a few years later, started at 26. Jeff Garcia was 29. Doug Flutie was 26, who played for a few years, left, and then came back at 36 years old with the Buffalo Bills. Steve Young was 30 before he actually got his chance to be a starting quarterback in the league. Steve Young is probably actually the, the, the pinnacle there before Kurt Warner, at least for me. But he was 30 years old. He was he was in on the bench um, in San Francisco behind Montana for four seasons. Alex Smith now in, in Kansas City. Sometime after 27, you can maybe say he's sort of getting a little bit better, a little bit more... Uh, capable of playing, uh, being a starting quarterback in this league. And then this season, he's, you know, he kind of, although now he's tailed off a little bit. Rich Gannon was another guy who was 34 years old. And I think he led the Raiders to the uh, Super Bowl or somewhere around there. Matt Hasselbeck was 26 years old when he got his chance with Seattle. Uh, so my only point with all of this is I just thought it was interesting. That there was a f- decent amount of, of players who had some level of success as a starter after 26 years of age or being older as getting that first chance. But for every one of those players, there's probably 10 of those players that fail. You know, there's Kevin Cobb, Kyle Orton, Scott Mitchell, Jay Fiedler, Matt Flynn with Seattle, uh, Matt Castle. I mean, that guy has been living off of paychecks, off of paychecks of of new contracts for, you know, getting a a game or two and playing well and everyone thinks that he's really good or something. And And then any other quarterback who's basically ever played for the Redskins or the Lions in the 90s was basically the same thing, right? I mean, they're just terrible quarterbacks through the years. Some people, some sign them and be like, hey, this, this guy's played well. Let's sign him, give him a big contract. I hope that's not the case for Case. But I don't know. I don't know where he's at at this point. I'm, but I'm at, now I'm actually, I'm actually rooting for him, and I hope he continues doing well. Minnesota's leading the conference. Their division... I don't see how they can, I mean, unless they just completely collapse and Case Kingdom just becomes, you know, the the next pick a quarterback 
uh, you know, Sam Bradford. I think they make the playoffs and they win their division. Detroit's lingering behind them a little bit. They, they play each other, I think, this weekend. So that'll be kind of interesting, at least, a little bit. And we'll see what happens. The only thing I really took away from all this when I started looking into this a little bit more is that NFL executives and coaches have no idea how to evaluate and determine who's a good quarterback or not. And it's also, and nothing else, it's an indictment of their abilities to coach somebody. It, it should make you appreciate the really good coaches and the executives in this league who can, who can draft and scout and, and then coach up their players to make them actually better. Because this, this is the ultimate test right here is Case Keenum playing for a certain team the last two years. I mean, he, and he's been kind of a journeyman. But, you know, playing for Jeff Fisher and getting a ch- couple chances to start here and there. It never looked great. Looked okay. He might have beaten the Seahawks, I think, one of those games. But then goes to a completely different team, has a good team. They're playing well. And he's outstanding. And he's probably in line for, you know, Pro Bowl. Probably. But you... Man, the Rams. These Rams. This is so great. I love how Jeff Fisher is such a terrible coach. And it was so... Because that's exactly... The exact same team is there. They didn't do much to it. Added a few veteran offensive linemen. A couple other pieces here and there. Drafted. The same general manager is the same guy. So he's... he's, the, The draft strategy is exactly the same, basically. They just had a new coach and a coaching staff come in and able to coach these guys up. It's great. I love it. I love it. Anytime I can talk bad about Jeff Fisher, I love it. All right. Next thing I want to get to. This also has to do with Seacrest. And I'm a little disappointed he's not here to help defend himself. But, um, you know, whatever. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a tie right here myself it's probably going to sound more like a monologue but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there and then you know Chris can respond in kind and we can talk about it the next show or whatever we want to do but he said this weeks ago I think this was even the second week of the NFL season and he proclaimed college football is way better and more exciting than the NFL and we talked it out yelled at each other a little bit I probably got mad and then, it, and then it kind of died off. And never, I didn't really think much about it. And then a week ago, before last week's show, I was going to try to bring it up last week, but we didn't get to it. We talked about other things. I don't even remember. Whatever. But Mike Greenberg from ESPN's Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike in the morning. Tweeted out. Inescapable conclusion of a full day spent on the couch. College football presents a far more compelling product than the NFL right now. It just does. Then he followed that up with another tweet a little bit later, taking any rooting interest out of it. Yesterday in college football lived up to the hype. Felt the way big NFL Sundays used to feel. Seriously? That's such in-the-moment BS. It's so ridiculous. There's nothing to do... There was two games that day. Two games. Georgia played Auburn. And Georgia was supposed to be the great new... All of a sudden, they were the team, the hot team. They were in the number one position for the college football playoffs. 
You know, they were team number one. They were ahead of Alabama. And they went in late. They got blown out by Auburn. Completely devastated. Embarrassed. And then Notre Dame was like, oh, Notre Dame's back. They're back on the, the college landscape. And they're a powerhouse again. Even though the, before the season even started, Jim or Kelly, Brian Kelly, whatever his name is, was, was kind of on the hot seat a little bit about like, how he's handled the last couple of years and how he, you know, this all this, this ridiculous rhetoric. Now, it's like, oh, well, I, you know, he's lost a few games, but now, now they're great this season. Oh, now they're really good. Now what Brian Kelly knows, and you know, he's a good coach all of a sudden. And they're such a great team all of a sudden because they haven't lost. And what happened? They got manhandled by Miami, who themselves is just barely coming back into existence on the national landscape of college football. Like, they have been so far down and not on anybody's radar for years. And now they're getting a lot of the hype. And they almost lost the other day, too. Like, this is so... This, this, I hate this argument. This argument is so stupid. It's all it's based off of... Is... It's... It's stupidity. And it's, it's this pomp and circumstance of living off of past glories of universities winning from years gone by. And it's the fans and the media, and they rely on this pageantry of college ball. The pageantry. I love this word. It's only thing they used it's the only time they use this word in sports is for college football the pageantry of it if you ever google pageantry college football it's amazing there's a ridiculous number of articles and references to college football with with people describing college football with the word pageantry in it it's the dumbest thing i i a friend of mine brian and i used to laugh about this for years and years and years ah pageantry it's great. I can't stand it, but I love it. The truth, but the truth here is, is that like those games are only exciting, <coughs> and those games weren't exciting. Auburn, Georgia wasn't exciting. Notre Dame, Miami wasn't exciting because they were blowouts. There was a couple. There might have been some other upsets going on here and there, and that's the only thing I can come up with with the conclusion. Uh, is is that just because an upset or two happens in each course of each week? Maybe nothing happened yesterday or two days ago, whenever that was, Saturday. Nothing happened that day on college football except for there was only one upset. Kansas State beat Oklahoma State, who's supposed to be this great, you know, college team again, you know. But they keep losing, though. But didn't hear a peep about college football this weekend. There was nothing exciting, newsworthy that happened. All the big teams won. Everything went according to plan. Was was anybody was Mike Greenberg or anybody else tweeting out about the pageantry? And, the, and how the great college football is and how much so much better it is than the NFL. Like, stop it. it get, you know, it's, it's amazing how people want to, you know, out for one great weekend and they enjoy watching f- college football. They want to proclaim it better than the NFL. When it, it's simply, it's not true. It's just, it's, it's just not true. Quoting my green. There we go again. Now I'm using his lines. NFL is, people want to bag on it and talk down about it and hate it. They will always want to find something wrong with it. The fact is we still watch the NFL. The NFL is still king. If the NFL wanted to play foot, uh, football on Friday nights or on Saturdays, who do you think is going to win those ratings battles? Like Maybe there's a couple teams that would give you a run for your money. Alabama, a couple of the SEC schools. 
maybe a Florida's Florida State, uh, any you know those teams in Florida. Notre Dame, maybe, but because they have such a loyal and you know fan base, it's not because they're a good football team. And that's that's the other thing, basically. It's it's a lot of this has to do with the people who go to the school or the alumni on this thing. Right? It's not like the it's not like the country wants to watch. I couldn't for what the last twenty plus years, thirty years, Notre Dame has been on NBC, has their own network contract for broadcasting games. I don't want to see Notre Dame. I could care less. But everyone keeps one, you know, shouting from the rooftops. Oh, college football, the pageantry. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, it's so great. That's oh, the best thing ever. No, it's not. It's a bunch of amateurs playing football. A lot of mistakes are made. That's why it's so exciting. It happens in the NFL too. I know it does. But it it's a it's a it's a just it's just a better game. And it might be some of the reasons why the NFL is, is so bad these days is because they can't coach up enough of these college guys like they used to. And, and they're relying more on athletes and, and less skill. And, that, and I honestly, I believe that that's a reason why the NFL isn't maybe as, as people enjoy it as, as much. But they don't ever want to blame the, the college game on it. Unless it's like, oh, because of the spread option and uh, the offensive line, you can't. Well, take that example from the offensive line and how that's not translating to the NFL. And then broaden that out over the course of the whole, all the other positions. Maybe they're just not as good. And the NFL has all these put all these restrictions on themselves. They've hurt themselves, I think, with all this, but with safety issues. It's but it's it's an obvious progression there that that's going to happen. The talent level isn't going to be coached up enough. All goes back to Jeff Fisher. He's a horrible coach. All right, that's it. Yeah, actually, you know what? I want a couple more things on this thing. The only thing compelling about college football right now, I just remember this. The only thing compelling about college football right now is a gold chain that the University of Miami players get in a re- as a reward for getting turnovers. And as good as Miami is this season, which they're good, sure, they're, they're good, they're fine. Hopefully they'll play in the college football playoffs or whatever. But the only reason they're really relevant is because they came up with a chain to reward their players, to wear after a turnover. And it's so cool, and everyone loves it. The whole country loves it. The freaking Oregon Ducks try to rip it off with like this two-cent knockoff version of the stupid chain. Like, they went to like Home Depot and got like the, the chains, you know, the linked chains, and then put their O on it. And it's so dumb. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Ah, it's so unoriginal. Come up with anything else. Anything. Even a belt buckle would have been fine. Or like a big gold duck on a chain. I don't know. But just do something else. Oregon. I mean, how bad have they fallen? The only other thing compelling about college football right now is the Florida Gators trying and, and, and UCLA and all these other teams that are firing their coaches in, in the hopes of maybe trying to convince Chip Kelly to be their coach. A guy who has his own problems still in college football, which I still believe he has, like, the show cause penalties. There was, some, there was some discrepancy there when he left Oregon. So he's not the cleanest coach in the world either that you maybe want for your program. But all these coaches, all these organizations are falling all over him, trying to convince him they're, they're the best spot for him to coach again. And Lane Kiffin, as bad of a coach as he is, awful, terrible, 
sucky coach. He is a great recruiter and a troller. He's an amazing troll. Hall of Fame troll. He tweeted out the other day, I don't know, something, this was a week or two ago I saw this. He tweeted, who would have thought we'd be sitting here with more wins than Florida and Florida State combined? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's tweeting at or texting players on other teams. What's his name from Louisville? Lamar Jackson. Like, you should be in Florida playing. For us. Like, this guy is great. He, at least he leans into the whole, like, screw the NCAA, whatever you're going to do to me, you're going to do to me. So I'm going to live in the moment as long as I can and get away with it as long as I can. Chris, are you there? Christopher. That's weird. We're getting a weird... Hmm. Chris? Anybody? Chris? I don't know. Let's see what we can do here. Chris has just texted me. Said he's on the line. Hi. Hi. Hey. There he is. I'm here. Hey, buddy. You know what really grinds really my gears? What's that? Those Miami players getting their golden chains. What do you think they are, Mr. P. of Peckland? I love the gold chain. I was I heard you saying something like that, but then I was cut off because I am driving through the state of Montana currently, and we're going over a path, so we keep losing him. Uh-oh. I know. Were you listening to me the whole time? I don't know. I listened to you for, I don't know, a couple minutes. Oh, okay, great. And I was trying to text you, but then I got dumped off. So uh. I think we're in the clear. I think, we're, I think I've got a good connection from here to you sound good. Colson, Montana. Great. You sound good, too. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice of you. Yeah. And I will say, what I did here was really good and animated. <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to be as animated as possible in light of you not being here. Well. I was trying to live up to your high standards and, no, and your shoes. No, <laughs> no easy feet. No easy feet. Chris, I, I apologize. What I really wanted to do today was uh, have, have my mom share on the phone with her share of tea. Yeah. But um, we decided to, uh, to pull my uh, 12-year-old niece, Brooklyn, out of school and uh, drive to Missoula instead. Just like a couple of, couple of rebels. Oh. I caught my niece out of ditch school today. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good uncle. <laughs> I'm a good uncle. <laughs> so now we're headed back. Okay, good. We had, we had a good time. Well, what did you do in, in the skipping process? Like, did you... Like, we're supposed to drive her to school. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, get, I was driving that miserable road towards the senior high school that I used to take when I was a kid. And I just said, we're not going to that place today. <laughs> <laughs> but where did you take her instead? We went to Missoula. Oh. Okay. About two hours out of town. We, uh, we, uh, we did some shopping. Okay. I let her drive the car in the parking lot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you shotgun a beer together? We did, we did not shotgun a beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that happens later. So okay. We kept talking about it. Chris was like, "Why don't we shotgun a beer?" Brooklyn <laughs> was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "No, guys." Let's no, cool. come on. Yeah. And we looked at we walked around the campus of uh, my alumni Montana University of Montana. Oh. So we put a, we went into some of the buildings, looked around. You know, it's educational. Sure. It's educational things to it. Uh, <laughs> Researchers of the 
State and a Continental Divide Bowl, uh, University of Montana. They just lost to Montana State University. I saw that. Two years in a row. Sorry. That's okay. It was not very good football. <laughs> Did so you put any money on it? Uh oh. Am I losing you? Ah, oh boy. Something happened here. Something's going on here. I think we lost him. He's in a bad spot. We'll see if he can call back here. Try again. Try, try, try. Chris, if you can still hear me, I don't know if you can or not. I fell back. There you are. I got you now. You're back. And we're back. No? You were there for a second. Oh, no. This isn't going to be good. Chris, pull over when you find a good spot. I got nothing, buddy. I get I get a little mumble from you. This isn't going out well. I don't know what to do here. We got a good... Oh, man, we got a good... Uh, we got a good run of picks this week. We got a rebound, I think, from last week. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got dude, good radio. Yep. Real good radio. Great radio. Tell your niece to drive. You got to. <laughs> she is driving, actually. Oh, good. She's okay. just doing a terrible job. She keeps <laughs> going off the road, and I <laughs> drop my phone every time she does. And we're in the lane. I got to grab the wheel back. So. All right. Blame, blame my niece. My sure, absolutely. Um, all right, Chris. Should we get the picks? Well, I think we should. We're running out of time. I apologize to all of our dear listeners that I was unable to make it in person for the first half, but here I am. Here you are. I'm happy uh, to have how you. Did you do last week? We did absolutely terrible. We did. Yeah. We did well. You did okay. You were seven and six with one with one push. Okay. Um, I really crept to bed, five and eight, and a push. Wow. Yeah. Those late games ate you up. Yeah, they really did. I went, uh, I went, th- I went three out of four in the loss column there, so that was fun. Um, I, I. Although I, I gotta I, say, we, uh, I, I, I even texted you this, and I, um, I'm taking the loss for it, but. I was I was gonna have us change the the Buffalo Chargers game to the Chargers. We're gonna pick the Chargers because of Tyrod Taylor wasn't playing. But um, oh, yeah. since I forgot to text it and remind uh, you about it, I uh, you know I'll um. We just ate it. Yeah, we're gonna eat. Not? We're gonna take that loss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can live with that. Yeah. Um. Did I? I so I watched more football yesterday. This is because I'm in Montana, clearly. Mm-hmm. Than I have all, I think all year. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of the Giants game Ooh. with a Giants fan. I know I'm not even in New York and I'm watching the Giants. Yeah, it's dedication. A barn burn, a real barn burner there. Ooh, uh, I guess. I saw a guy sitting in a bar wearing a Blake Bortles jersey, unironically. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 That somehow fan. doesn't surprise me. And then I watched the Golden Goose, Brock Osweiler, work his way back into a possible comeback situation and then go... Four and out to lose again. Do you think Brock Osweiler yes. is is throwing it in in the face of the Denver organization? I don't understand. He's like he'll throw one pass that is beautiful, like a beautiful pass, and then you're like, oh, he's got his confidence back, and then 
they'll just miss a guy, a receiver in stride by 10 yards. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. He's I think he's, he's paying them back for, like, revenge for, like, the whole, you know, contract debacle from a couple of years ago. I don't know, man. It is not a good way to go about it. I think maybe he's, the thing is he's not afraid. He doesn't look afraid out there. He just looks Well, maybe bad. he should be. I don't know. Maybe he should play a little more afraid. <laughs> I think, I think, my my brother-in-law was defending him, of course. Of course. And he was like, he's just not a seasoned vet yet. More seasoned. He just needs more chances. Oh, okay, sure. Listen, he didn't throw five interceptions in one half. So. Nope, he didn't do that. No, he didn't. So he's got that going for him. Um, maybe Buff. Maybe they can trade him to Buffalo now, and then he can be the quarterback there. I don't know. It's it. Future's grim for Mr. Osweiler, but I'm going to hang with him. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Hometown um, boy. So should we, should we fire it up? Yeah, let's get to Mr. it. Monday let's get to talk? it. Yeah, Mr. Right. Monday, you're uh, you're up on this one, and I'm glad you're picking first because I am uh, I really don't know what to do here. I When I texted you the lines earlier, Atlanta was plus one in Seattle for t- Monday Night yeah. Football. I, I did yeah. notice uh, like a little while ago it, went, it did go to even. Oh. So... If I, I don't know if it makes a difference for you or not, but uh, it's it's your it's your shot. Well, Cam Chancellor's out, right? Yes, Richard Sherman's and, out, and Sherman is out. Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas might right. be back tonight, but not for quite for certain. Man, I I oof, that feels like an Atlanta win to me. It does, it does. Marquez says Atlanta. Seattle likes playing at home. It's rainy here in Montana, which I don't. Would believe it, but well, it doesn't matter, right? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Atlanta, if it's even, and with the point. Yeah, either way. Well, either I, way. Some yeah. of them I even saw Seattle getting a point on some uh, some websites and stuff, but uh, even with only one point, I, I don't think it makes really much of a difference how you bet this one. I, You're basically begging. Uh, Seattle has an amazing record in prime time at home. Um, it's the only thing that I think I'll they have. It they have going for them in this game otherwise i just i uh i i got a bad feeling about this one and i'm and i'm picking atlanta as well i mean i'll be rooting for seattle Chris. so will i and that's I'll kind of the reason why i'm i'm so betting against them is so it kind of takes maybe the the pressure and the burden off of me and, and how i'm rooting <laughs> for them tonight and maybe i won't you're be so, so angry hedging. yeah you're so hedging yeah <laughs> you're trimming right. you're manscaping right total manscape <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thursday, big, big Thursday of the year, three games. What is, is it? Oh, this is Turkey Thanksgiving Thursday. Thanksgiving football. Wow, geez. Yep. I'm what, the first week of Thanksgiving of Thursday night football, right, of the season. <laughs> 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 the first one I'll watch. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right, first game up. Minnesota's in Detroit. They uh, played played a couple weeks ago. Detroit won. Now it's Detroit at home. Getting two points, the home dog. Two? Two points. This is your pick. It is my pick. Um, I know I know Minnesota's look great. Um, and I'm and I'm, and I'm I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I I told I I was saying I, I'm I've got a hand on the on the Case Keenum bandwagon here, and, and I'm deciding whether to jump on or not. But okay, um, you're running you're running alongside of like a like a 
a secret service guy next to a presidential car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm Clint Eastwood in a line of fire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, I think I'm going to take Detroit at home, getting two points. Though I just I, there's something about I, I think Detroit's going to be able to keep pace a little bit and. With 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 the Vikings, even though I think the Vikings are, uh, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that they they're going to win this division. I think Detroit keeps this a little more interesting though with this game. If if this season plays out the way that it has been, you're exactly right. But <laughs> I have said it before, and I'll say it again: if Chase Keenum is starting over Sam Bradford <laughs> or Teddy Bridgewater in this game, yep, I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, it's it got me this far, baby. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Okay, good. Yeah, I would have been really disappointed. I'm not pitching to your to your claims, but. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know how that. I don't know what's. I don't know what to say about him. Um, the next game, Chargers are in Dallas. Uh, there's no line on this one yet, and I think it's basically because Dallas's left tackle is still debating whether he's going to be able to play or not. Wow, a line that could move because of its left tackle. Yeah, you know, well, it's pretty—it's a pretty big deal, I think, because they've shown the last couple of games that whoever they have in there filling in hasn't been doing a very good job. Yeah. So right yeah, now, they don't have the coach to be able to yeah. figure it out. So right now, I think the line was actually even, but I—I I have a feeling that this is going to move one way or another. So I was, I was you know, figured maybe Richard if you want, we can wait till Dallas? the game is in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yep. I mean, I, I. Oof. The Chargers have one of the best pass rushers, apparent uh, pass rushing defenses this year. I'm gonna so back to my brother-in-law, <laughs> football <laughs> guru. Uh-huh. I watched a lot of sports with yesterday. I like uh, it. He's a he's a Chargers fan. The last one on earth, and definitely the only one in Montana. <laughs> uh, and I want to watch the game and root for it all out. So I'm just gonna take the Chargers. Great. And just 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 out of pure joy. Okay, great. Uh, I am actually on the Chargers bandwagon myself on that one. Okay. Uh, I'll, if you're going in on it, then I'm going in on it with him as well. Great. Yep. What's the What's the spread on that? I, it's even. I think is what I had written down. Oh, until the until the tackle thing. Yeah, but I think okay. I think it'll it'll move. But who cares? Okay. Why not? I'd stay away if I was a real gambling man. But right. But since we're our, not for our, <laughs> for our award-winning podcast, I'm going to stay with the. <laughs> The Chargers. Exactly. All right, the next game. As a big F you, the NFL decides to pit the New York Giants against the Washington Racists. Wait, is this on Thanksgiving too? This is on Thanksgiving. Why? Uh, because the NFL wants to have the most racist team name in the history of sports play on Thanksgiving night. You're picking first. Yep. That's fine. Uh, it's Thursday's games. I'm, I pick Thursday games first. I'm, I'm going to do them That's all here. Um, okay. The Giants uh, getting seven and a half points on the road in D.C. I'm a little tempted to take the Giants because of what they did, and they're, maybe they're starting to play with a little more passion and energy now. Um, although Washington is playing out of their mind the last couple of weeks, and I'm dumbfounded by them as well. Seven and a half points seems like a lot. I'm going to take the Giants and the points. Uh, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the. That's that's cute of you and everything. <laughs> but, and, and, but I just. I, yeah, I mean that defense seems to be clicking a little bit. It's dark watching me running all right. Yeah. Uh, but but I can't. I, I uh, seven and a half, man. That's, it's a fair amount. Yeah, 
are the could the Giants do it? I don't no. know. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the bad guys on the on Turkey Day. Fine. Fine. Paint me the villain all for all of these. I'll be Malkovich for all of them. I, I still can't figure out Washington and why they're good and why they keep winning or almost beating, you know, New Orleans, um, even though they lost. They were dominating that game. I, there's something about them I just can't figure out, and I don't want to, and I don't want to root for them, so I'll take the Giants. Next game. We're moving away from Thanksgiving after we've all had our fill. We're going to Sunday games. Buffalo in Kansas City. I think I might have lost Chris there again because all of a sudden I can hear myself a lot more clearly in my headphones. Um... Coming back off of this game, hopefully Chris can um, reconnect here with us. Hey. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Did you hear that noise? No, I didn't hear the noise. It was so weird on my end. We just went into we just went into an Indian reservation, like literally, like as we oh. hit the, the boundary of the reservation, my phone completely scrambled. It was like, Ooh. And then it just said. Even after the phone was disconnected, I could still hear the noise. Oh, that's that's a little bizarre. It's super weird. Yeah. I wish it would have got picked up on your end. Do you want to know? I'll tell you a quick funny thing that happened the other night. I was sitting at home. My Let's phone rang. My phone rang. Yeah. And it was my telephone number calling my phone. Dude. Hello, me. Meet the real me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a script for a new movie. That is when you, when a stranger calls two. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Shia LaBeouf. What if you call yourself? Good I like, movie. I like butt dialed so myself. Hello? Hey, do you know? Yeah. Is it butt dial? Was it, did you just butt dial me? Like <laughs> <laughs> Only if your butt sounds like a mouse. All right, moving to the Sunday games. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, let's do. I apologize. That was super weird. Uh, this uh, is. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. We're on the Salish Kootenai Reservation. Ooh. So let's keep going. All right. Um, yeah. This is another game I, we might want to hold off on because Buffalo is in Kansas City getting nine and a half points. But according to their head coach today, he's going to still evaluate everything and has not decided on who his starting quarterback is going to be, even though the guy he just replaced with Ty- Tyrod Taylor threw five interceptions yesterday. Is it nine and a half? It's nine, it's nine and, a half. and a half. With if we, and if he goes with his other dude, that'll blow up. Yeah. So I think we should wait yeah, on this one as well too. Let's wait for sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because that was the most stupidest, dumbfounding thing I've ever seen in my life with with what's I going on. I watched a lot of it. I watched his fifth interception and it was insane. It was. I don't even know what he was thinking. It was like he's never played football at all. I don't think he has. Certainly doesn't play like it. Um, yeah. Okay, the next game, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. There's no line because I think Atlanta plays tonight, obviously. So there's no line for that one. So we're going to get to that one later in the week as well. Okay, cool. Moving on, the power, the, the Battle of Ohio. Cleveland travels to Cincinnati, gets seven and a half points. In Cincinnati? In Cincinnati. Can they cover that spread? Is this my pick? Yeah, why not? Cleveland can cover. <laughs> I might even go money line on this. This feels like Cleveland's first win of the season. Ooh, That's what I think. Wow. Folks, you heard it here first. This this feels like a money line bet. Man. A long shot. Take Cleveland for the for the win, for the outright win. 
Oh my gosh. That sounds like a a me bet there somehow. Chris, oh you do love the Browns. I do I do for some stupid reason. However <laughs> It's endearing. It's cute. Yeah, I just you know what I want some good it's things like to happen collect, to that team. It's like you collect a beanie baby or something. <laughs> Those little like porcelain statues that like your grandma. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, you're like, yeah, why not? I collect these. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. I got a spare bedroom and some shelves. They <laughs> <laughs> started knitting. Bernie Kosar one. <laughs> oh, they should totally make those things in, for football teams. They totally should. Oh, that's a great idea, dude. Ceramic collectibles. Yes. Is a great oh, idea. QVC in the NFL. Boom. Two powerhouses. Uh, yeah. Dude, QVC and NFL would be, would be a perfect match. That would be insane. Oh, my uh, God. This is gold. It's a gold mine. It's a gold mine. It's a gold mine. Chris, we're about to become millionaires, I think. <laughs> we are. We are. Folks, this is the last, uh, not for nothing. Right. We will be Since we're going bathing in porcelain money. Going bankrupt <laughs> from <laughs> betting. <laughs> Putting all my money in porcelain. <laughs> It's the future. <laughs> future. Don't say plastic, guys. All right. <laughs> moving on. Hurry, yeah, moving on here. All right. Tennessee okay. is in Indy. Uh, Tennessee is the road favorite, giving up four and a half points. Indy, I just saw something before we uh, I came to, to the show. Uh, I don't even know if Brissett is going to actually play or not. And if he's not, I'm obviously – I'm taking Tennessee either way, but it's, a, it's, I'm, it's almost my lock of the week if Brissett's not playing. Yeah, it's a lock if Brissett's not playing. Uh, uh, Tennessee can only defend against the run. Typical Dick LeBeau defense. You can chip him for 10 to 15 yards on every throw. Um, and Brissett can do that, but whoever else is the quarterback cannot. So I'm with you. Tennessee probably either way, but definitely if Brissett's not quarterback. Great. I love it when we're on the same page and the same mind. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I sometimes you say smart things. Sometimes you do too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the next game. This one I'm I'm curious to find out what you're what you're gonna go with this one. Miami's in New England. I don't know if Cutler's playing or not, but it doesn't matter. Miami is getting seventeen points. Dude, you gotta take that seventeen points. (laughs) Do you Kenny Stills is playing all right, football? It did. Wait, it's in New England. It's in New England. Yeah, seventeen feels like too much. Just woo. Miami. Miami last last Monday. Miami lost to Carolina twenty-one to forty-five. So that was more, by more than twenty points. And then they just lost to Tampa Bay by ten points, thirty to twenty. I, I'm gonna stick between my guns. I'm gonna say seventeen's too many. Seventeen. I like. I like. I like Miami with this many points. It is a lot. It is a lot, and I want to take New England, but I feel like it might come down to a you know a late score where you know New England's just like whatever, trying to run out the you know the clock, and they just kind of let Miami gets a touchdown there somehow. Right. Um, it is a lot of too many points, and as much as I want to take New England because I think they're going to blow them out, and then Miami might not even score a point on this thing. You know what? Wow, Screw it. Dude. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with my original pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting it all ride. <laughs> Jesus. That was the, that was our tribute to Face Off. Where you played both people, <laughs> both Travolta and Kate. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take New England. We'll see what happens on that one. Good. I'm all in. I'm all in on them. All okay. right. Next game, Carolina Philly has no spread as well for some reason. Um, that's the game of the week, right? Probably, yeah. Actually, yeah. That's, that's... It feels like one of those ones where all the TV pundits are like, Carolina, dude, New England comes back down to earth. Right. Or right. not New England, Philly. Philly yeah. comes back down to earth. What do you think as a pundit? As I think I'm not high on Carolina, so I think they can go suck an egg. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing, I mean, there's no line here. So, but Philly, I mean, Philly's at home. So that's the only thing. Um, uh, and they're playing crazy good right now. So, um, they're so good. yeah, I don't know. I, but we'll, we'll pick that one later in the week again. Okay. All right. Five games left here. Uh, right. Seattle's in San Francisco, giving up seven points. Your pick. Yeah, they did not have a good showing the last time in San Francisco. It was too close of a game. This time, San Francisco's way beat up, but so is Seattle. I think I'm going to take Seattle and give up seven points, though. I'm going to go the other way, although how they play tonight is going to be telling. Mm-hmm. But I think they're not going to play well tonight. And I think San Francisco, this is like – this is their season. In my mind, this is their season. Yeah. And they'll play out they'll play out of their minds one more time and this'll just be it. That's that's what I that's my gut. I'm sticking to it. You know what? You convinced me. I'm going with you. it's it's the one thing i have i've always said about with seattle is like with the point spreads it's always too much like it's yeah they never you know they have a hard time covering um and seven points is a lot i think on this game i think it's gonna be a close game as well it always is it's always like some it's it's way closer than it always should be so seven points is too much i'm flopping all right flipping and flopping Next game. Next game. This might be cool. the second game of the week. New Orleans is in LA at the Battle of the Rams. Ooh, New Orleans is getting is New Orleans is getting two and a half points. It, against the Rams? Yes. Did New Orleans win yesterday? Yeah, they came from like fifteen or sixteen down to beat the Redskins. So then I think they win. I take those two on the road. Yep. It's two and a half even. Take those two and a half on the road, and I'm taking the two and a half with you. And I think the this is the Rams coming back down to earth a little bit. Although the same could be said yeah. for Saints. They've got to. I don't think that I don't think Saints come down to earth for a while. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. Now there'd be a good playoff happening. The NFC looks fun. Yep, it does, the doesn't NFC it? Looks dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There are five good teams in the NFC right now. Maybe mm-hmm. six. Maybe, maybe, depending on what happens tonight. All right, we got a couple more games. Actually, I got a bonus game for you. I don't know if you looked at this one or not, but there's okay. a bonus game, so we got to get to that one too. Next okay, game, hurry. Denver's in Oakland. Denver's getting five points. I don't think that's enough to help them cover. I think Oakland actually wins this game. Uh, is Osweiler QB? Probably. I mean, Oakland's better than Oakland's better than than, than Cincinnati. So, and Cincinnati beat Denver. So I would think that Oakland would too. How many points is it? Five. I think Oakland's a touchdown better than than Denver easily. Even I as poorly as they've been right. playing. I think you're right. At home. I'll take Oakland. Yeah. I'll take Oakland. All right. Seems like the smart money. Yeah. All right. We're both taking Oakland. Next game, Jacksonville's in Arizona. Jacksonville is giving up four and a half points as the road favorite. Oh, uh, they seem to win by four a lot. <laughs> this is your pick, but I. <laughs> But four feels like right there. It does feel right there, but Arizona looks terrible. I, I just, I'm not buying them at all. I think Jacksonville kind of 
rebounds a little bit here. Um, oh, wait, is Bruce Arians still the coach of Arizona? Oh, yeah, he is very much so. Okay. Yeah. Is that going to change your mind here? Nope. I just think I think it's Jacksonville, and I'll take that four. I, I'll take Jacksonville. Oh, you're taking Jacksonville and give four. Oh, you're going to take Jacksonville. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Okay, super. Um, all right, next game. Green Bay Sunday night. Green Bay's in Pittsburgh. Again, huge spread. Green Bay's getting 13.5 points. Is that too much? To, to yeah. <laughs> is it? They got yeah. they got embarrassed yesterday at home against Baltimore, lost twenty three to nothing. Oh wait, is McCarthy still that court? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pittsburgh, I, I think, is think. easily two touchdowns better than Green Bay, especially at home. Green Bay's reeling. I'm with you. I, I don't want to do lockstep, but I'm with you. All right. It's, this feels like easy gambling right now. It, yeah, which scares me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, last game. Bonus round. The CF, the CFL Championship, the Grey Cup, is next Sunday. First? Yeah, Calgary Stampede, okay. minus yeah. seven points versus the Toronto Argonauts. Wait, so did Calgary? There's a kid from Flathead High School on on one of the Canadian teams, but he might have lost to Calgary yesterday. Okay. I don't know what team he's on. He's, he's on. His name is Riley. Okay. So. If, if the kid from Kalispell's on Calgary or Toronto, I want that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was more schooled in this. Uh, I'm taking Calgary no matter what. In fact, what. What's the spread on that? It's Calgary is favored by minus seven, a touchdown. But don't they get like 11 and a half points for a touchdown? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Does it depend on like the currency? Exchange of U.S. versus Canada to determine how many out each touchdowns work. So the U.S. team gets like a little more points. Exactly. <laughs> that would be actually that would be pretty great. Uh, who do you like? I um, like Calgary. I think seven points is too much, no matter how you do the math on it. I'm going to take Toronto to cover the spread. I don't know if they'll win, but they're going to cover the spread. All right. That's that it. Like it. I'm into it. Nice. Good. All right. I'll be, I'll be back in the studio on Monday. All right, man. Good talking to you. I'm about All to leave right, myself. To Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Go eat a turkey, buckles.